Hey, welcome to Back to One's podcast, the podcast for the actor, the filmmaker, and the creative. And today we are sitting with Wendy D, who is somewhat of an icon in Vancouver for her, yeah, for her <laughs> photography. <laughs> um, and we're we're gathered around her kitchen table, and we're going to chat about the process for the creative and some bits about what uh, the importance of imagery and photography uh, to the actor. But, um, but yeah, I'll let, uh, I'll let Wendy start out by telling you a little bit about uh, who she is and what she does. Hello. This is so fun. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for, for doing this. Uh, so Wendy D, that's my name, and I am a photographer. I've been in Vancouver since 2002. And um, it's been an amazing journey in this city. I came here, I, I had been doing photography for quite a while, but I came to the city, didn't know anybody. I joined Women in Film, and uh, that pretty much launched me into my uh, direction of many things. <laughs> I lived at the ARC, which is Artist Resource Center that's on uh, Powell and Commercial, and uh, that was a huge huge influence on me and uh, learning art. I hadn't taken anything to do with art ever before. So I was a photographer, which meant taking school photos and graduation pictures and baby pictures and stuff. And that wasn't quite, I didn't fit with me. So I came here hoping to do something more. And I didn't really know that. So living at the Ark was an amazing experience. I met awesome people and incredible artists who many of us are still friends and it's been incredible to go through the growth of being creatives together. Amazing. And uh, you mentioned that you, when you got here, you joined Women in Film, which um, funny enough, it, and speaking to how important those groups of, of having women in film meet uh, is, I met you at a Women in Film event where you were talking about... Uh, photography specifically for for the artist for the filmmaker mm -hmm. and how important that is in in you know showing people either your film or yourself and and um presenting those images as as part of of what we show to the world exactly it's a it's figuring out what you want to say and then creating the images around that to to uh get it clearer to the world it's great you have your film and everything but uh, you need to if you're an actor you need to show this is who I am this is what I can do although actors don't want to be themselves ever they want to be somebody else well yeah I mean <laughs> if I wasn't an actor I think I'd want to be a spy which is still being somebody else so exactly yeah so the the photography is very important and uh, it's important aspect and and just like um, films, it's important for photo uh, for actors to have different photographers take their images over the years or whatever, because you get a different view of yourself. And that's really important for actors, um, being in front of a camera and being directed by different people. And it's it's the same in, in when they're doing film and doing their job of acting, it's the same thing. So it's mm -hmm. really important for actors to uh, to be photographed by many people. Mm -hmm. I always find it interesting when I do uh, photo shoots too. It's it's a very intense, precise art form compared to film, where you you have your technical points down, but you can get lost in that moment. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't look perfect frame to frame to frame, you know, 
you just trust on that instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, photography feels condensed where it's, it's, you're capturing one single moment as opposed to, to a whole, having the time to do a whole arc, right. that single moment you're telling a story in. Yes. Well, and it depends on the photographer and how they work. I try because a lot of actors hate having still photos. Um, they prefer the video because it's moving. So when I'm shooting, I usually try and get the actor to be in the headspace of being in a character and actually going through the motions of a scene. It's like, okay, now you're going to, uh, you're the head detective and you're arresting this guy and you're way better than he is. And then, and, and, and get people in that headspace so that they're more relaxed and that's what they're comfortable with. So why wouldn't you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's one of the things that, that I try and do, um, which might be a little bit different than others, mm-hmm. um, which I is like why it. you need to do different headshots with different people. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. I've always gotten just wildly different looks out of myself, depending on who is doing, doing that creative work behind the camera. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's that, you know, directors, when they're, you're doing a film, every director is going to give a, give you a different direction or a different way to see yourself and, and be a character. And that's, it's, it's fascinating. Actors are fascinating. Mm, yeah, no, it's, I think it's, it's a lot of fun, uh, to, to have a director and, and when you're shooting a film, a writer as well, to have those visions come together. And as the actor, you kind of take both of those and glue them together and, and add a little bit of magic dust and, uh, and you come up with this, hopefully unified vision through who knows how many people have touched it. Yes. And I think that's part of the magic of, of making a film is it comes out the other end and it's, it's coherent and it tells a story and it makes people feel something and, and all of those people funneled into that and made that. Yeah, it's very true. So, so I say the same thing about a photo session. Mm-hmm. It should be the same thing. It's, it's uh, you as the actor and myself as the, as the photographer. And, you know, sometimes we have a makeup artist or a stylist. So we all get together and then, it, you know, we create something together. And, it's, and then in the end, we end up with these photos that, that do what you need them to do, which is, you know, tell the story of you. Mm-hmm. So it is a full arc. It's just in a different way. Yeah. That's how I see it anyway. Yeah. No, and it's interesting how, how a photographer, it's really in the hands of a photographer a lot of the time, I think, when, uh, when an actor goes in to do a shoot and, you know, maybe it's for a film they've done, maybe it's pl- a, playing a character that they aren't necessarily in themselves on a day-to-day basis and the way that, that you can both work together to create images where you're telling this wildly different story, uh, that's really neat. Yeah, yeah, I really, I enjoy, I enjoy bringing people out and trying to get those stories out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, the other thing that I do with the actors sometimes is for a particular film, like you said, is is doing promotional photos of that character from that film, so that the film can use it on their website. So, you know, it's usually done early in the process. So, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes the promotional material we're photographing. Um, to be used for like uh, funding campaigns and things like that. So they haven't actually done the film yet. So I find that um, doing the promo photos is actually really great for the director and the the actors and and you know I won't be the DOP, but 
it gives us that feel of what it's going to be like on set. So for the director, it's really important. So we are here in the studio and then, you know, the actors are up there and being their character Mm -hmm. and they sort of get to feel what that character is like. And because it's still photos, they get to experiment with different things. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Nice. When you shoot a promo photo, mm-hmm. what, at the end of the day, when you're looking at, uh, at all your shots, what is it that, uh, that really captures you that makes you go that, that? Well, usually what I see and what the director sees are going to be two different things. So I don't make the final choices when it comes to their promotional material because it's what they want to say about their film. Mm-hmm. So I give them the photos and then I step away. <laughs> um, I usually don't see anything until it's it's completed. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and the ones that I like are usually for a different reason than what you know they the director knows that character that they're trying to promote. So the director will pick an image that says that the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I'm looking at it as an image of you know, whatever character, but not necessarily in a story, but in a photographic way rather than a marketing way. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, photo projects and whatnot, you did a project, um, the Scream Project, a while back, and I really like it, um, especially as an actor, because I think it, it, the images are beautiful, but in the moment, the people are are just screaming and reacting to it. And it's, it's very honest. It's very, uh, there's an element of surprise and anything can happen to it, which was really neat. What made you want to do that as a project? Well, many, many years ago. So that project was actually 10 years in the making. So I was at the Ark, as I mentioned before, and I had a neighbor who was a photographer, but he had the full-time day job. And he was like, ah, I'm so frustrated. I really wish I could do photography full time. And I'm, I could just scream like, hmm, that's a good idea. <laughs> and I had done a couple of other projects before that that were um, photographing, um, in, photographing individuals doing the same thing. So the first one was it was the underwear project um, where I had ladies wearing their worst underwear. Uh, so you just saw it was just, you know, you couldn't see the person. You could see the underwear, but that was about it. And then I did a male version of that. So I was very interested in, in doing one thing with many people. And, and it shows that how we are uniquely different mm-hmm. and yet we're the same in a lot of ways. So with the Scream Project... You know, it was a real emotion when they were screaming, but at the same time, there it's a very format. It's like, okay, you stand here, and I'm going to count to three, and then you scream. And most people, after they scream, would laugh. <laughs> so it's a really interesting putting those two photos together to see the, you know, when they're letting go and then when they're laughing. So it's, and it, it's a controlled experiment, right? Like, it's not... You know, they're angry at whatever. Mm-hmm. Most people ended up screaming. There were a few actors, however, <laughs> that came into it with a different process that they really wanted to try and go someplace and then and then scream. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was uh, okay. So we have to cut this. Sorry, uh, I can't remember his name. I have to think about it for a second. Um, he was on Smallville. A uh, John Glover. Okay, sorry. No worries. <laughs> uh, so uh, John Glover 
was working here in in town doing um, um, Superman, not Superman. What was the other one called? Smallville. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say so, Batman. <laughs> Smallville. So he was in town doing Smallville, and I had photographed him for a magazine. And uh, John Glover is an amazing actor, mm-hmm. an incredible actor. And, and when I was photographing him for the magazine, I told him about the screen project. So he wanted to come and take part. Um, and he was, it was really incredible because mm-hmm. he came in and he said to me, he said, I'm going to try something different. He said, he looked at the ones from the year before mm-hmm. and uh, he said, I want to go somewhere. And he told me the story of meeting somebody and where he was going and what he was doing. And, you know, he got in front of the camera and I was shooting film at that time in medium format. So I only had 12 shots mm-hmm. at a, in a row. And um, he got in front of the camera and he goes, um, so are we ready? And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. And I had my head down looking through the camera. And then he just proceeded to have this unbelievably painful, like deep, crazy scream. Mm. And then I had finished, I finished the role really quick. And, you know, he knew I was finished because I'd stopped moving my hand and he goes, oh, how is that? And I was like, oh, my God. He went from this, like, in-depth, like, really horrible place to, like, oh, how is that? It just blew me away. So I did three different screams with him on that, and, and that, that was quite the experience to see an actor um, be able to go there and then just let it go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very cool. Yeah. No, I think... I think that having those those boundaries and knowing it's an experiment, it establishes it as a safe a safe space, you know. Yes, that and makes then sense. you're allowed to do that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. so, and in the scream, most people that came were not actors, mm-hmm. so they were, you know, giddy and laughing after they they screamed, and it was a it was an incredible project, and and I think I ended up with I don't know 600 photos on the wall <laughs> when I when I finished the thing. Yeah, so 10 years in the making and a, a, a completely amazing to be part of all of these people having a moment of, um, yeah, it was Release. cathartic. Yeah. yeah, they just felt amazing after that. So, you know, we all should scream once in a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. And that's, I think that's like what attracts people to to film like actors it's yes. it's the ability to oh you know i just i feel like i could do this it's not something i'm socially acceptable to do exactly uh, but uh but yeah you get to do this stuff when you work as an artist and you get to release bits of yourself and and let it all out and then go how was that yeah exactly <laughs> so cool so cool yeah no well i think that was that seems like a fun project and it shows yep. just how you only really get those honest, perfect moments when you let it all go yes. and be imperfect and let it be flawed. And that's, those are the honest moments that we all look at exactly. and go, oh, it's, that's human. Yes, that's human. And we it, just letting go, like mm-hmm. stop thinking so much mm-hmm. and just be free. Yeah. No, make mistakes and, and, uh, and just feel the moment. And, uh, you know, if you, if you screw it up, you screw it up. And it doesn't matter. So in photography, the mistakes sometimes uh, end up being the best pictures. It's so funny. And, you know, I've been doing this a very long time. So I never delete anything and never throw anything out because, you know, even if it's 
whatever. I've taken photos of the ground by mistake, and I look at it after and go, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> it was yeah. a mistake, but hmm, maybe I'll try that somehow. So mistakes are how you grow and you learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I think as an artist, like I don't think you can judge your work, especially not as you're creating it. Maybe if you come back to it after years, you can look at it from that vantage point of another person and go, oh, look, I did this, I did this, I learned this, I like this about it. But I don't think you can ever judge it in the moment because it's more about the emotions exactly behind it. Yeah, I would agree mm-hmm. with that. You have to, even when I do a photo session and I, I look at the photos right away, I download them and I look at them and then I leave them mm-hmm. and I go back to them later Yeah, because I see totally different things. And right now, you know, I go through my photos maybe once a year to update my website, but when I'm, it's quite a process to actually go back mm-hmm. through a year worth of photos and start looking at what you did and, you know, what you didn't do and the experiences you had and it's... It's a pretty incredible thing that we get to do as creatives. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I think photography is, is a wonderful way just to capture those moments. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, even I guess nowadays with social media and the little reminders that pop up, you have this photo from this point in your life or you were working on this project. I mean, we definitely spend a lot more time exploring our emotions in the past and yes and observing our journey and and realizing how we got to the point that we're at yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's very true no now you recently did a short film moving (laughs) but you you kept photography in it so you integrated the two exactly uh, we just watched it and i think it's really cool (laughs) it was fun (laughs) i just yeah i mean how much do I get to say about it? You can say whatever you want about it. Okay. It, it hasn't shown yet. Yeah. Let's just say that. It's showing at the Women in Film Film Festival. Congratulations. Um, thank you. 2018, <laughs> which the announcement hasn't actually been made at the time of we're talking about this, but <laughs> we'll just say it anyway. Yes. Um, no, and it's definitely a film that... Uh, it's just a very raw human film, and you were saying how it doesn't really have a traditional narrative but there's it's still got a narrative it's got a story it's uh it's just this journey through body language and through just just female energy it definitely is that um i'm very privileged to do uh work with tara tara chinen friedenberg (laughs) sorry tara i always say it wrong (laughs) i'm so bad Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anyway, working with Tara, I've worked with Tara quite a bit now and she's, she's a performer They, you know, we say a dance performer, but she's more than a dance performer. She's mime and theater and, and improv and like, she's, she's the whole, mm-hmm. um, she can take moments and just say so much with the movement of a finger or a, an eyebrow. And it's, it's pretty incredible. So I had an idea of taking one person's real-life story of some sort of mental breakdown and uh, giving that to her specifically and maybe other dancers down the road um, to inspire doing um, a photo shoot in, in the same setting as the breakdown. So my idea that when I first thought of this thing was like if you're driving in the car and you have a freak-out breakdown and that's the story we're, we're basing our piece on, then 
it would be in a car having a, you know, giving the dancer, you know, do something in here and totally improv. So write the story, give it to the dancer. We find, we know the location and then we just create, we don't plan. We just, you know, I planned a little bit of what I was going to try with lighting and I'm sure she planned a little bit of things she wanted to try, but together we didn't plan anything. We just got together and and she, we, you know, I said, so this is the space and it's going to be from here to here is the area we're going to work in. And she's like, great. And she asked a couple of questions and we were like, okay, let's go. We just shot. And it was wonderful because we didn't really have a plan of exactly what we were creating. So I set up the video camera and I had in the back of my head, you know, maybe there might be a film, but I haven't done anything like this. And I've always wanted to combine stills and video together in a way that hasn't been done before. And with dance, it just seemed like the perfect, perfect combination of the two. Um, and we had no, it was total improv for both of us. And then once we finished, I started looking at the photos and what can I do? And, and I had set the video camera up and I had some video and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a film, but it wasn't planned that way. It just, this is the length of what we shot was eight minutes and, and that's what the film is going to be. And I tried to edit it myself. That didn't really work very well. <laughs> um, so I brought in Scott Balia, who is an incredible writer, director, filmmaker, creator. Mm -hmm. And um, asked him if he could help out. And he came and looked at it and he said, yeah, that'd be great. And he asked, you know, you know, what is our length and what is the, all the technical stuff. And I said, oh, no, this is improv. So you get to do whatever you think. Um, just have fun with it and, and create. And that's what he did. And mm -hmm. it's the result is pretty amazing. And originally I had an idea of taking of the music side of the film was actually another step to bring in a musician um, so that they would just watch the film and do improv musically to what they saw. Um, Jeff Younger had agreed to do that with me, but there was this timeline deadline thing when I once started <laughs> doing the film and it just didn't happen. And now that Scott had, had put this music to it, I can't see it any other way. Yeah. So we'll leave this one the way it is. It's, it's pretty wonderful. Scott's amazingly it's at what he does too. Pretty expertly matched. I was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I think that it's a great testament to how, you know, you don't really have to always have it intricately planned to create art. Sometimes you can just let it flow out of an experience or a thought or or whatnot and uh, and let it go. How long did it take you kind of from from deciding it was something you were going to do to actually mm. finishing it? Well, I had the idea for this before I finished Scream. Mm -hmm. So I had an idea in my head and I had a friend who had gone through some very uh, traumatic times. And that was when I got the idea. And then I was like, oh, I can't start another project. I have to finish off Scream first. So I finished Scream. And then that year, it was a year of many things happening that particular year. Um, Scream was the highlight of that year. And the rest of the year is in the past, which is great. And I had lots of lessons that year, um, as we all do. Uh, and so I just, yeah, I... I I was going through menopause, which is something that nobody talks about. And I had my own little mental breakdown of my own. 
And I went, okay, so now is the time to do this project and to see if it'll work. So I was like, okay, I'm going to use my story because originally I wanted to use somebody else's story and then be inspired by that and, and do this thing. So once I had my breakdown, I was like, okay, I'm going to try it using my own story and giving that to Tara. And, and because it's around menopause, which as I've been going through it, people don't talk about and women of my age don't talk to each other about it. And as soon as I bring it up and start talking, people are like, oh my God, yeah, I'm going through this stuff too. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, it was a good time. And so sometimes making art is also your own therapy of yes. getting things out. A hundred percent. Yeah. So that's where it all came to, it, you know, it's, it's all these different influences and things that, that I just went, okay, now's the time. Yeah. Now we're going to do it. And then Tara's like, okay. <laughs> and Scott was okay. And then how long did it take from you kind of reaching out to Tara and deciding let's actually make it to, to finish? Mm, um, well, she had already agreed like way back before. So I just... I had contacted her and said, what's your schedule like? She's so busy with so many shows of her own and, mm -hmm. and, and stuff. So um, I just, I don't know, it was a couple of weeks. But I had sent her the story and said, here's the story. Is that enough mm -hmm. to go from? And she said, oh, yeah, this is great. And yeah. I'm like, okay. So we got together and we shot for a total of maybe hour and a half and got all this material. And then... Once we had the material, that was when we proceeded. So along with the film, I also uh, had applied to um, the Cult Gallery, and I ended up having my very first solo show uh, mm -hmm. in an actual gallery, um, which was pretty pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. Congratulations on Thanks. that. Thanks. No, and it it was a it was a great uh, film and a great series of photos to to do it with. Just yeah. a lot of raw energy in there. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Aw, well, thank you so much for, for sitting down to chat with me for a bit and, uh, and share, yeah, just thoughts on the creative process and, um, and everything with me. Thanks. <laughs> Lots of fun. Yes. All right. Well, I guess I'll let you get back to being creative. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Mm.